Please take your Bibles and go to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter five. If you're visiting with us, easy for you. Take that Bible, go all the way to the back. Page 192, you'll find Revelation chapter five. Revelation chapter five, again, page 192 in that black Bible. And if you saw in your bulletins, um, so Jim Adams is coming next Sunday, and then the 20th, we start in the Gospel of Matthew. So um, I'm beginning the study already for Matthew, um, doing some things starting tomorrow. And here's a challenge for you, if you like, uh, this week, um, if you... You know, take seven days, st- Sunday to Saturday, read four chapters of Matthew each day. I've been doing that since December, so hopefully I'm going to try to read Matthew five times by the time I start the study. Uh, so read, read the Gospel of Matthew, four chapters tonight or today, four chapters tomorrow, etc., to Saturday. And you'll have, just be prepared for the Gospel of Matthew. And do it twice, you can do it this week and next week if you want. It's just a challenge for you. Revelation chapter 5. I'll read and then we'll begin our study. I'm excited for us to look at this this morning. And I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth, was able to open the book or to look into it. And I began to weep greatly and profusely because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took it out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, having each one a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you've made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign upon the earth. Verse 11, And I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and praise. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, 
blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Sometimes we are hit with the reality of life. We just live our lives, you know, day in, day out, day in, day out, go to work, go to bed, go to work, go to bed, blah, 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 blah. But then it just hits us that this, this is for real. This, this is really happening. Life, life is for real. That this is not some game. It's like uh, Toby Mack, he has a song called This Is Not a Test. There ain't no practice runs in life. It hits us at different times. Maybe you're watching television, you see the news or something. Maybe you're just watching one of your kids there with your loved one, who knows. Um, For me, it, it strikes me in the middle of the night can get hit. This is for real. This is really happening. And then questions come to your mind. Why am I living? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And you start thinking about eternity. And then you start freaking out. I don't know, I don't know if you do. I do. I start freaking out. Like this is gonna this is eternity, that's for real. Well, to dovetail off of last week's message, last week's message was the path to a truly happy new year. I want to challenge you with something about the reality of life. I offer this challenge to you this morning. This is our first Sunday of 2019 and our first Sunday where we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. So I titled this message Only Jesus. People make resolutions for the new year all the time. But as you're you're hit with the reality of life, please allow me to give you a resolution, a challenge for 2019. I also titled it like this, only the legacy of Jesus. The resolution that you resolve not to build your own legacy but to build up the legacy of Jesus in your life. No legacy. You leave something for the next generation, right? That's a legacy. You build that legacy for them. But resolution... You resolve not to build your own legacy, but to build up the legacy of Jesus in your life. Only Jesus, only the truth. And let this time, in a few moments, which, you know, I I like to do this sometimes. Sometimes we we have a a Sunday when we're partaking of the Lord's Supper where I, I, I gear a message specifically for us to focus on the gospel This is a reminder once again of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To remind yourself that God is pleased with you in Christ. We are his sons and daughters. He loves us in Jesus. 
being united to the Lord Jesus. He says the same thing to us as he said to Jesus. This is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. Not because you're worthy. We just read. You ain't worthy. There's only one who's worthy. It's only Jesus. So let this first Sunday of 2019 where we celebrate the Lord's Supper together be a day where we resolve together to remember Christ's redemption on our behalf to show that he's gracious and kind and to live our lives in light of the legacy of Jesus. Your your legacy won't last. It won't. We come and go. Hear the sirens going? Speaking of death and eternity, Only Jesus' legacy lasts forever. Not ours. His work for us. What got me thinking about this message, which was probably about three weeks ago in the making, that new Casting Crown song from their latest album called Only Jesus, and the song is called Only Jesus. It got me thinking about this message. And it was interesting too because a couple of months back, what was it, September I think, Eric Woods used that song, Only Jesus by Casting Crowns, in his message at his dad's funeral. So it got me thinking about it then too. See, when it's all said and done, it's about Jesus. We come and go. Only Jesus' legacy lasts. And that's what you see here in the book of Revelation. First, excuse me, chapter five. That's what you see. His legacy will last forever. And we're gonna look at different parts in the book of Revelation. Again, this is to get in your head about, get in your head the gospel, get in your head the redemption of Jesus. And then, and then we're gonna, Celebrate the Lord's Supper together, okay? So this is, what, this is my goal, this is my agenda, what I'm trying to do, okay? So we'll look at different parts here. We'll, we'll pick different parts out from this chapter, Revelation chapter five. So look with me there in the chapter, the first four or five verses. I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside on the back, seal up with seven seals. A strong angel who says, who's worthy to open the book and, and to break its seals? No one in heaven, no one on earth, no one under the earth was able to open the book to break its seals, to look into it. And John, he began to weep greatly and profusely because no one was able, no one was found worthy to do it. Verse five, and one of the elders said to me, and by the way, elders since they're on thrones and crowned as victors, it most likely seems like that elders represents the church, not angels. So one of the elders says, stop weeping, look. The lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome, says to open the book and its seven seals. So notice how Jesus is described. Lion which refers to Christ's second coming, his sovereign judgment over all. 
It's the only place in Revelation where he's calling a lion. Drop down to the last part of verse 6. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Seven horns, it signifies power, immense power, strength, royal status. Um, He has authority and might as a ruler. That's what that represents. So that's why only he alone is worthy. And the seven eyes, it represents the seven spirits of God, says John, which actually represents the Holy Spirit. So all that Jesus is, all that Jesus does is in the Holy Spirit. So look at the, the three different persons of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the one God, three distinct persons. But then notice, he talks about John, one of the elders, lion, and then he says, seven horns, seven eyes, but right in the middle of that, sandwiched in between, look at what it says, verse six, the first part. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb standing as if slain. The lamb, this refers to Christ's first coming to die on behalf of his people. He was slain. Interesting, this word for lamb is used 27 times in the book of Revelation and nowhere else in the New Testament. That specific Greek word for lamb. Now other similar words are used for lamb and elsewhere in the New Testament. But this specific Greek word for lamb only used in Revelation. He is the redeemer of his people. He was slain on their behalf. We'll look at that in a moment because it says he purchased them for himself. God's kingdom is established by means of the lamb's redemption. Which, which looks back to the Passover lamb of Exodus. Which looks back to the, the lamb that's talked about in Isaiah 53. So notice he takes the scroll in verse 7 out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne, God the Father. In verse 8, when he'd taken the book, the four living creatures, the 24 elves, they fell down before the lamb and a heart, harp of golden bowls full of incense. Verse 9, and they sang a new song. Notice how this song ascribed worthiness to the Lamb. You are worthy to take the book. You are worthy to break its seals. It's only the legacy of Jesus. Only Jesus is worthy. It's all about the Lord Jesus. Who he is and what he's done. And notice the next part of verse 9. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. God's great liberation of his chosen ones that numbers in the millions and is from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation was accomplished at the cost of the Lamb's blood. 
which, which that's what you will do when you partake of the juice. That's what represents his shed blood for us. He purchased us. This is from the verb to redeem. He redeemed us. He bought us back. He ransomed us. That's why we will glory in our Redeemer as the song goes. I will glory in my Redeemer. His precious blood has ransomed you. Has ransomed us together. Not just individually, but corporately. Not just corporately, but individuals belong to Him now. He's purchased for Himself these people. Why? Because you're worthy? You're not. None of us are worthy of this. Isn't that not very clear from the chapter here in Revelation? No one's worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone is kind to us. So that as I, as I prayed a few moments ago, we're, we're the showcase. You know, when, when somebody, they're an athlete, they, they have their, 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 their bookcase here and they got all their trophies, right? We're the trophies of Christ. We're, we're the trophies, the showcase that shows God is gracious and kind and merciful and compassionate to us. That's the kind of God that he is. He's not some ogre. He's not some male chauvinist pig. No, he's a merciful, gentle God who welcomes sinners. That's the God we serve. That's the Lamb. I mean, think about it. What will we be singing about forever and ever that the Lamb was slain in our behalf to redeem us, to liberate us? God sovereignly chose us to be His own and He had His Son die for us. He didn't have to do any of this. It wasn't because you're smart enough. It wasn't because you're worthy. Not because you were good enough. It's, this is the doctrine of election and this is the doctrine of particular redemption. God decided to save you. And then he died for you. And, and, and see, I, I want that to be a riveting experience for you when you partake of the Lord's Supper. To remind you of this and to, to be a... Um, like a springboard for you this year for 2019. And by the way, when I do these messages, they're for me just as much as they're for you. I've, I've been thinking about this and stewing over this for three weeks because this is, I want this to be for me. <laughs> it is for you. And if you don't get it, that's fine. I'm going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you, you, you can go do what you want. I want this for me just as much as I want this for you. I want to be motivated in that way. Only Jesus has made a name for himself. It's only his legacy. Yeah, verse 10, you've made them a kingdom and priests to our God. They'll reign upon the earth. The reason why we're gonna reign upon the earth is because of all that Jesus is. 
And then notice what happens in verse 11. I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. I mean, can can you just picture this? The myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands. This is what they're saying all together. They gave praise to the Lamb, ascribing to Him power, riches, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and praise or blessing. The focus was, focus was, was on Jesus, not on them. The focus was on Jesus, not on their worthiness. The, the focus was the Lamb, so see, that's what, that's what I want to do for you and, and help stew that and, and, and get that stirred up in you for, for 2019 and in me that, that we're going to think this way. Only the legacy of Jesus in my life for 2019. Jesus, how, how are you going to do this in me as I interact with, with the members in this church? How am I gonna, are you going to do this in me as I, as I proclaim this gospel of redemption to others? How are you going to do this in me? Build a legacy of Jesus in my life, O oh Lord Jesus. Look at verse 13. Well, sorry, verse 12. We, I, I kind of quoted, Worthy is a lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and praise. Then verse 13. Every created thing, all creation, in heaven, earth, the sea, even the realm of the dead, all things in them, this is what they said, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, blessing, honor, and glory, dominion forever and ever, amen. Notice, they join the angelic hosts, everyone, to sing, speak praise to both God the Father and God the Son. That's the legacy we will forever be awed by God's amazing salvation on our behalf. We will forever fall down and worship the one who sits on the throne, our Father, and the Lamb, our Savior, for the gracious, merciful gift of salvation. This, again, this is what I want us, the legacy that I want us to build for 2019. And other years too, but just to kind of give you a focus, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, you know, right there on the, on the table, do this in remembrance of me. We remember the legacy of Jesus. We remember that he's purchased, he purchased us for himself. That's why the Lord's Supper, it's open if you're, you might, I'm not a member here. Look, if you come from a church of like faith and practice and that you've been baptized by immersion, partake of the Lord's Supper with us. For you, celebrate it with us. If you're not a Christian, we advise you not to partake of this. We also would suggest that if you, uh, if you have something against someone, you've not reconciled with another brother or sister in Christ, or even a non-Christian for that matter, it might be better for you to wait and go try to reconcile things, and then come the next time to partake of the Lord's Supper. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to remember Jesus. Remember how he's built this legacy for himself. Interesting. Uh, Garrick sent me a, a video, a YouTube video, that's done about Maynard James Keenan. 
He lives in Jerome. He's the lead singer of Tool, the rock band, unchristian band. Wine grower in Jerome. He owns a couple of stores or so in Jerome. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm studying this message for this message this past week. I'm in the midst of being sick, right, okay? Uh, studying for this message. And then Garrick sends me this video. So it's like, I don't know, six minutes, five, something like that. He talked about building a legacy. And he said, you know, like building a le- leaving a legacy for your kids that will last 100, even 200 years. How about a legacy that lasts 1,000 to 2,000 years? How about a legacy that lasts 10,000 to 20,000 years? How about a legacy that lasts 1 trillion to 2 trillion years? That's a legacy. That's, that's a real legacy. Just ironic that you sent that to me. Talk about leaving a legacy. Here are the rest of the words to the song Only Jesus, which is by Casting Crowns, about leaving a legacy. Listen. Make it count. Leave a mark. Build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams. Chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. That kind of sounds like our American culture, right? But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light when it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me, only Jesus. And I, I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point to him, only Jesus. All the kingdoms built, all the trophies won will crumble into dust when it's said and done because all that really mattered. Did I live the truth to the ones I love? Was my life the proof that there is only one whose name will last forever? Jesus is the only name. Jesus is the only name. Jesus is the only name to remember. And I... I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. And I, I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point to him. Only Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we want you to build a legacy in our lives. It shouldn't matter if people remember us. What should matter is they remember Jesus in us. How can we display this in greater ways this year? amongst us in your church? How can we display this for 2019 in greater ways as we proclaim the gospel, this 
gospel of redemption to sinners who are just like us. We're just saved by grace through faith. As we come to this time, Lord Jesus, move among us. Let this be not just a normal Lord's Supper time, but let this be a a memorable time for us. The start of the new year. That you will build a legacy for yourself in our lives. Start start with me, I pray. So take this time if you would. We'll just have silence at this time. Remind yourself of this gospel. Maybe you want to read that part again in verse 9. He's purchased for God with his blood. Maybe you want to read that and thank the Lord Jesus for redeeming you, liberating you. Remind yourself of this gospel truth, friends. Oh, body of Christ, remind yourself of the truth of the Lord Jesus. how the Father loves us in Jesus. He's forgiven you. You're reconciled. You've been brought to God. Let it awaken affections for you, affections for Jesus, affections for your Savior, affections for the Father, affections for the Spirit to keep working and transforming you. And after a few moments, we'll ask the guys to come and to hand out the bread to us. But just let this be a time of silence for you to think and ponder and to preach that gospel to yourself.